This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger, and we're in the backyard. Isn't that a thrill? It's simply 100 degrees. Uh, we're in kind of a heat wave. Uh, so, you know, this. I've already begun to sweat. This isn't the first time I've sweat on this podcast, but it's the first time I'm revealing it to you. Uh, you may he- hear the birds, which is always exciting. I feel like the birds are singing. If you can't hear them, maybe turn up the audio on your car stereo, your headphones, do whatever you need to do. We've got to get into the podcast. We've got to have a nice time. I love today's guest. I think you're going to have a terrific time listening to the two of us chat. It's Keiko again. Keiko. Hi, Pritchard. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I feel very welcome. Your intro relaxed me. (laughs) (laughs) I I also am listening to the... Oh, that might be. Maybe I'm just melting (laughs) and I'm confusing it with relaxation. (laughs) (laughs) There's a very fine line between the two. Yes. Uh, Just low heat exhaustion. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the sauna. What we're talking about is the sauna. Maybe we could, let's just imagine this is a sauna scenario. Oh, how delicious. (laughs) And we'll be best of friends by the end. Which is what happens in a sauna, which Everyone you always Everyone becomes discuss. dear friends yes. in a sauna. That's, uh, I think, uh, just a, an old rule. Um, yeah, when we, we planned this podcast, I, I thought, I hope it doesn't rain, which <laughs> is a strange thing to think in Los Angeles. It, I, the thought I should have had is, I hope that it's not 101 degrees. Yeah, but here we are. Right. This was unexpected. Yeah. How or, are you doing or, with the heat? You know, I, I think I fare better than most because I grew up in Hawaii. Right. So I don't mind it. As my, especially when people talk about humidity, I kind of love it. So maybe well, I grew up in a little bit of a sauna. Right. So do you prefer a humid heat or a dry heat? What? I don't even know if I've experienced, what is a dry heat? I think this is a dry is heat, isn't it? Is this a dry it? heat? Uh, I could be wrong. It's kind of a deserty. Oh, oh, it's true, true, true. Where it feels like it just sucks every, all the moisture out of you. Oh, that makes sense. Right. Dry. Uh, I think I like both. <laughs> I... I think I like you both. You refuse to pick a side. I don't, yeah. <laughs> the, you'll find that might be true. <laughs> that might be the beginning of a pattern. With this, uh, <laughs> I'm familiar with that sort of pattern yes. <laughs> in my own life. Uh, uh, but I, yeah, for me, uh, I think 
because I grew up in a desert state, Utah, and I'm in California, desert state. I'm used to a dry heat, whereas, you know, a Hawaii heat is it's a little bit more of a thing to work through. Mm-hmm. You know, the, through, yes. the wetness. Mm-hmm. Do you thrive in a Florida? Does anyone thrive in Florida? <laughs> I knew the answer to that as soon as I asked. As soon as it left your lips, you went, that was a mistake. That well, question has no... Uh, I can easily pick a side on that, Bridger. <laughs> I think the only person who's ever thrived in Florida is Gloria Estefan. Oh. There's there a go. famous Florida thriver. Uh, she and the Miami Sound Machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been to Florida? I have. I actually have had some nice... Uh, experiences there. I went there as a high schooler for a drama competition that uh, I think way back when I was in high school. And then my, uh, I think we've, I've filmed there. It's all a blur now, but um, (laughs) yes, I mostly, all my judgmentalness comes mostly from stories about Florida and the crazy things that um, and sad things there that happen in Florida. But. So many out, yeah. out of that state at this point. A little bit, you think yes. Somebody, somebody there would be working to hit the brakes on some of the horrors. Spread that it out state a little producing. bit. Yeah, maybe. Because I'm sure there are nice people there. They probably feel trapped. Yes. Well, and and I know my, my sister lived there for a while. Oh, so she did. <laughs> she, but she didn't have a great time. And now she's a, she went back to Hawaii. Now she's in Virginia. Which oh, I think she's, she loves I think a humid state. Like, yeah, I maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah. What does she do for work? Uh, well, now she's she's taking breaks. She used to do bookkeeping, but okay. she just had a baby, right. um, and she just moved and she just got married. Everything just happened this past year, and so Virginia's new, and she's uh, just had the baby. So, have you been to Virginia to visit the baby? No, and I haven't. Um, I haven't Facetimed. Uh, Oh, I'm, I don't know why I'm sharing this with you because we have a, we have a thread and I and it's, there's a lot of pictures that come through. But mm-hmm. um, my other sisters they always call and Facetime and and I haven't um, I haven't okay, done that. What are you doing? I don't You're becoming know. Becoming the distant aunt. Well, I, I probably always have been a little bit, and um, I should Facetime, right? You've got that's, a Facetime. Yeah, I mean, Facetiming with a baby is a little bit like, what are we doing here? I guess you get to see them moving around. And yeah, the baby but doesn't still, care. Yes, it should be done. But you got to plant the seed with the baby. Uh, otherwise, a boy <laughs> or a girl? It's a girl. Uh, this girl or this baby is going to grow to resent you. That's will true. eventually be, you know, that that rift will only grow with time. It can't get, yeah, that's true. Time and space. Uh, time and space. Wow. And so you've got, wait, do you have two sisters then? I have three younger sisters. Oh, wow. Yes. And are they, are any of them still in Hawaii? Yes. Two of them are still in Hawaii. Okay. Uh, and do you get back to Hawaii at all? I try, but which, once a year. Which island did you grow up on? I grew up in Oahu, okay. which is the island with Waikiki and Honolulu and and all of the traffic that's on Oahu. <laughs> it's very much the city island. It is. It's like, it's, have you been? It's I, a city that's the on the only Ra. part of, Ho- I went there in high okay. school. Yeah. And it's very, it was much more uh, urban than I expected. Yes. A lot of city environment, basically. Mm-hmm. But it was wonderful. I had a great time. Oh, good. Uh, I also, uh, are you familiar with the Polynesian Cultural Center there. Oh, of course. You have to go to the Polynesian Cultural Center. <laughs> I love it. It's the only place. I have a rule with my husband that I won't go anywhere where there is um, parking for buses because I feel like that's too touristy. That's, <laughs> that's my so rule. It's, it's true, though. Think about it. I, have mean, you it's ever... I mean, it's either an elementary school or a tourist trap. Right. 
But that's my exception because the Polynesian Cultural Center is tr- a tourist trap that I actually love because <laughs> it's wonderful. I had a great time there. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason I was there is it's owned by the Mormon Church. Oh, yes. And I grew up Mormon. Oh. And so I guess that like we were just aware of it or whatever. But it felt like they did a good job celebrating various cultures. And then we had a, you know, like a pig dinner yes. or what have you and drank out of a pineapple. Right. Uh, it seemed like a good time. I, but I've always been like, what do Hawaiians think about the Polynesian <laughs> Cultural Center? Well, um, this Hawaiian, well, I'm not actually a Hawaiian, but uh, loves it. I'm sure uh, there are many people there that maybe aren't aren't as happy about it. <laughs> but yeah, it is a strange thing that it's set up by the Mormon Church, right? And that's very strong and you right. know influence there. Yeah, I uh, and I think it is like kind of a destination. I mean, you might yeah. know better than me being from Hawaii, but and me just from the Mormon perspective, of course, we had heard of it. But you're familiar; you know, it's kind of a yeah. tourist trap. Mm-hmm. Okay, what? So, when? How many times have you been to this place? Oh well, it's one of those things that if if you're taking someone around the island, right. it's one. Yeah, I don't. I don't go by myself. It's kind of the Hollywood <laughs> sign yes, of exactly. Hawaii. Exactly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> What are the what are the things that where do you take people when they come to visit LA? What do you take people? It's so hard. It's, it's what do so I show people? It's so difficult, right? I mean, I'll take them to the beach, maybe yes. out to the Santa Monica Pier. Mm-hmm. We'll drive by the Hollywood sign. None of these things really excite me. And then mm-hmm. like most of the people in my life are kind of my sensibility, so I'm like it probably doesn't excite them either. But it's hard to tell because they're on vacation and I just find it boring because I live here. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, Griffith Park, but that's just kind of a dusty park. Mm. Where do you take people? I, that's hard too. I mostly take people to uh, restaurants that I like. Uh, see, I, this I, yeah, is where that's I am. Just where I feel. What are your restaurant go-tos? Well, we were just talking for a minute as I came up, but there's a place called You Know Me Hand Roll. Oh, which is, so that's what it's called. Yeah, and You Know Me Hand Roll. Okay. And it's right, uh, it's near my house. Right. And that I crave now. How that place is pretty new. Yeah, and it looks very nice. Uh-huh. Is it? Uh, does it feel unaccess- uh, unaccessible to a slob like me? Oh my goodness, are you a slob? I feel like a slob. <laughs> you lie. You are lying right I feel, now. I, uh, I don't know. I, I every time I look at it, I'm like that. That looks nicer <laughs> than I'm used to. I'm so cheap, and uh, it's like. And it just looks cool and kind of nice. And so I'm like, can am I allowed to eat hand rolls there? Well, the first time I went in there, I will admit, I did get a little bit of side eye from the sushi chef for the amount of time that I left my hand roll sitting on the uh, counter. I didn't realize there was a time limit. There is not. Oh. But <laughs> I was like, what is this vibe I'm getting here about... You know, you're talking, right. and, you're like, nah, 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 and you're like, "Oh, you're my." But what I realized is that um, it makes a difference, <laughs> right? I mean, it is the temperature. Yeah, it's the crispiness of the seaweed. Kind of, right. it becomes it gets a, soggy. Yeah, so it doesn't. Uh, so once I absorbed my lesson and knew my place, <laughs> I came back the next time and uh, devoured. Oh, yes. And then he was so chatty. <laughs> then he was just so happy. But then that becomes a problem because he's chatting with you and now you have a no, mouthful of food. No, That's I an know. unwinnable scenario yeah. he's set up for yeah. you. Well, yes. <laughs> difficult, difficult things. Well, I, I mean, I guess that does make perfect sense. It's like you also wouldn't eat soup, let soup just sit on the counter. Yeah. 
And he didn't say anything, but that's what I'm assuming. And these are my assumptions as well. That's why assuming was happening. You that's brought a lot of insecurities to oh, the table. Everywhere. <laughs> Always. It's my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to... Okay, so that's one of your go-tos. What are some other yeah. favorite places you like to eat? Oh, this is this is a not just in my area, but salt and straw always. Oh my God. People go crazy. I know. It's such a fun novelty. Yeah. You know they're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Unless like the flavor of the month is blood. <laughs> but which, haven't they done that though? They've done things they like have. that. Or it's like right. the flavor of the month is old turkey. <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't want my treat to be a dare. I want it to be a treat. But they have the standbys. Right. Do you have a favorite flavor there? Uh, the jo- chocolate brownie. Oh my god! Is my you are and we, me? Are we buddies now? The brownies in that <laughs> up until this point, enemies. No, oh. <laughs> we were absolutely. Um, no, I love the brownies in that ice cream are better than brownies you can buy like at a bakery. They're yeah, delicious. They're good. Occasionally, I get tempted into the flavor of the month if it's something that sounds appealing. But you get to taste a lot of sampling. But I try to be. Try to be conscious of how many samples I'm taking. Yeah. I don't want to be, you know, you'll see somebody try every flavor and it's a little, it's like. What you know, number are you? How many? Three. Three, yeah. Three. And the third one, I'm apologizing. <laughs> what are What are you? About three is kind of the limit. I three feel feels like. crazy to me. Where I'm like, yeah. I, I already kind of knew what I was going to order anyway, and now I'm just abusing the system. Yeah. But, you know, they do charge a premium. So I'm like, if I can take an extra tablespoon of ice cream, I don't think it's a big deal. Right. Salt and straw. That's a really good uh, visitor tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah, then, yeah, I was telling you. And let me ask you this. Have you been to Worst Kucha? Oh, yeah. Is that how you pronounce that restaurant's name? I think it's Wurstkuch. <laughs> I well, don't know. Sir, I just... <laughs> abs- oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> I don't know, but this is how, this is how my husband and I say Wurstkuch. <laughs> well, we get the Weinstaffner, now, <laughs> which is our favorite beer. <laughs> I guess you just have to lean we into the mate. pronunciation. We just mate. Mate. We don't know. That feels like the probably closer to the real right? pronunciation. Right? No, it doesn't, right? Right. W-V, yeah, I guess. Uh, I yeah, know. I never took German. Did you take languages in high school? I did. I, th- I think I took Japanese. This is mm. how well it sunk in with me. I think I took two years of Japanese. I took French. Did nothing for me. no. But, oh, we've got a helicopter. That always means trouble. <laughs> someone's been injured. Someone's stolen a car. They're passing over. Hopefully, if we got a little bit of that audio, I, I imagine that would provide a thrill for the listener. The listener's looking for some sort of action, some yeah. sort of thrill. And that's real. That's not CGI. That, that's live <laughs> Yeah, this action. is real. The grit that we've kind of lost in today's yes. computer-based landscape. You don't, have you ever, I was thinking about this earlier, actually, I, as I was driving down uh, this hill over here, I was thinking, if my life were made into a movie and they had to make, and they were like, we've got to find an action scene somewhere in this. And I was like, I could not come up with a single thing that seems exciting enough for an, an action sequence in a movie. I was like, is there, I guess I went down a hill on a sled at some point. That doesn't feel like oh, an action cho- sequence. you're choosing from your whole life. Yeah, I was like, oh. I was digging through my memory and I couldn't think of a single thing that was like, where someone would be like, this is our action sequence. Uh, I guess my movie would just be a complete bore. Do you have mm. anything that like, I guess I've, but I've never like run away from something. I've never escaped. <laughs> have you done anything exciting that like would be the action <laughs> sequence of a movie? Uh, I could, sh- is this a Sherry kind of? Of course. Okay. <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep nothing to yourself. All right. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I don't think I've shared this. This is not an action um, car chase type of action. But at uh, in high school, I um, was dissatisfied with my home. And so I decided that I would... <laughs> This is my idea that I would live with my boyfriend who was in high school. Oh, right. So that, you know, means his parents, I guess, in my high school brain. Kind of get adopted. Yeah, this is my idea because I was really mad. And I, I, and I stormed out of my house with nothing at, uh, in, at the, in the evening. Right. And um, Hawaii has a very good bus system, but I had no money on my... I, I literally went to the gas station attendant and asked for two quarters <laughs> to uh, use the bus to the other side of the island to show up... This is pre-cell phone. To right. show up on the, <laughs> my boyfriend's house. <gasps> what? Um, uh, yes. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm skipping ahead. Goodness gracious. No, I, that night... This is terrible. How am I... Why am I... Uh, well, it's not terrible. I slept in the entryway of a church under a mat. What? This, I, the borrowing of the change was the next day. Uh-huh. So in the next morning, I, um, yes. That's <laughs> wild. <laughs> and then, um, believe it or not, they didn't, they didn't like the idea of adopting a child that they had never met before, by the way. Another um, teen. Yeah, another teen. They thought that their kids that they had at that time were enough. And so um, I I went I went back home and you just got sent home in I shame. I just went. I just went. I just. Went. They fed me. I had a nice <laughs> meal, and they went. Maybe you should go. Maybe you should. <laughs> how check did out you? Your home. How did you pitch this idea to your boyfriend's parents? You know what? I here's the thing that I, if I reach back into the recesses of my mind, I think you know I I showed up. Um, I think I just talked to him uh, and then he tried <laughs> to explain like why this person is here. Oh, and this is even worse. So I don't know if it's worse, but so my first legal name is Christine. Mm-hmm. His sister's name is Christine. Okay. So okay. I didn't even get yelled at by my dad. My dad called up the house, asked for Christine. <laughs> His sister gets on the phone and supposedly, I don't know, but he, so she gets an earful. <laughs> this is a, like an episode of Frasier. No, it's, it's a farce. <laughs> Yes, it's not a movie. It's like it is a farce. It is an episode of Frasier. I'm looking for Christine. Christine, <laughs> yeah. the phone's for you. No. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I love that. that. Literally happened. So yeah. But your parents weren't mad at you. Well, I mean, you know, it's it was high school. There's all kinds of yeah. There was well, who knows? It's just our there's, dramatic there's daughter. A lot of, there's a lot of there's a lot of emotions. Of Were you an emotional? Child, I, high schooler. Uh, I probably was. I, I think I was a very repressed high schooler mm-hmm. in so many ways. So a lot of the emotion got just held back completely. Uh, probably still being held back in a lot of ways. But uh, yeah, I don't remember any giant outbursts or like running away from homes or you know like fighting with my parents. But you know maybe I've hidden. Uh, you know I've just forgotten at this point. I'm sure I fought with them. Are they still Mormon? Um, yes, yes. Is that ever a... No, not at all. No. Totally. They weren't, they didn't, did you, because you said you were Mormon. I or was. Did, you grew I up, was, grew yeah. Up. And that so was, you don't, yeah. it was like dramatic, that part. But it was like my exit from Mormonism was slow enough that I think they had basically caught on by the time that I actually told them. Okay. And then, but then it was another uh, six years before I came out to them. Mm. And that was... Uh, probably as dramatic, but 
not not bad in any way. For mm. the most part, they were good about it. Mm. Some Mormons can really surprise you, and uh, I think it's more the more Mormon people uh, are really, for the most part, wonderful and accept can be accepting and at least evolve. Uh, the church itself is a different story, where it's like the organization's not ideal. Uh, right. Their their views on a lot of things are uh, Florida esque, <laughs> we yes. could say. But yeah, so you were a dramatic teen. You yes. ran away from home for a night, slept under a mat in the door of a church. Yes. Yeah, so this is it's very. Oh, this it's is kind so... of cute, actually. Is it? <laughs> it's like a little mouse. <laughs> Okay, I'll let it be cute. I love that it's cute. <laughs> I think I love that in your mind it's high sweet. High schoolers do cute then, things. The high schoolers do ridiculous. I did so many dumb things. Oh, yeah, very And stupid. I'm so gl- glad that there's no evidence of oh, all of the dumb things. I, that, I mean, how do people live these days? Well, I think that high schoolers are more savvy now. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Maybe they're just, right. they know they're in a glass house. Yeah. As opposed to us living in the Stone Age or what have you. Yes. No cell phones or limited internet, that kind of thing. I mean, speaking of um, bad behavior, drama, and stirring the pot, you agreed to be on this podcast a little while ago. I said no gifts, and I was so excited. I thought, Keiko's going to come over. We'll sit in the backyard. It'll probably be a moderate temperature, um, neither hot nor cold, nice blue skies. Uh, and then today, um, things the the milk began to curdle, let's say. Uh, I woke up this morning, everything was fine. Checked the temperature, it was a solid 90 degrees at probably 9.30 in the morning. Temperature continues to climb and climb and climb. I know you're coming over, I'm panicking. The time rolls around for you to show up to my house. And uh, you were, I mean, obviously aware that the podcast was called I Said No Gifts. Uh, there have been emails exchanged, etc. cetera. Uh, so I was a little surprised in my you know, sweaty discomfort to see you coming up the driveway holding a little package. And so I'm just going to ask you right now, we're here in the moment. There's no Zoom to separate us. This is... uh, Is this a gift for me? Yes. Okay. Um, Okay, so we're here. uh, We've got... We've got a get through this podcast one way or the other. Do you want me to open yeah. it here on the show? I, I would love for you to open it now. I mean, I'm kind of excited about... Okay, I didn't realize love... we were on your timetable. Well, we could wait, but I'd <laughs> really... <laughs> um, okay, look. I'm going to... Sure. I, I'm happy just to dive in. Just this one time. Maybe just, just this one time. One, just Never me. again. Yet to, okay, now, are there, are there two things in here? There's like, I'm, a I'm little like bit. averting my eyes. So, okay, so the first is <laughs> the, oh my God, this is uh, the wisdom of the, is it Enneagram? Enneagram. Enneagram. It's the uh, complete guide to psychological and spiritual growth for the nine personality types. Well, now, wait just a minute. There's something else happening. There are two pens. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume this is, so, thank you, Annalise. Uh, uh, kind of a workbook? Tell no, me. it's not. Okay, I need to know everything. 
I feel so, uh, I'm like... Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. I've, oh. never, I've never said Enneagram aloud. You know, okay. there are these words that you'll read online or in books or whatever, but never have an opportunity to say. So I've always... And it's kind of a scary word. Enneagram. Does it scare you? I what think the vowel, other scary the vowel situation oh. is... It's like... Like a test. Yeah, it's like, where are we going once we get the, past the two ends? It's like, it could be a, ia, or it could be eh. Uh, but the Enneagram, it's probably what you should just assume. Enneagram. It's nine and symbol. Greek? Greek. Nine and symbol. I read that. If you read the book, it's in there. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, I've obviously heard about the different personality types. I'm vaguely familiar, but I want you to just speak on this for a moment So, uh, as to why you brought this. Oh, sure. Well, <laughs> so it's one of the things that I'm obsessed with, and I can't stop thinking about um, what number people are. So that's why I brought it. Right. And But also, <laughs> I had this idea. It didn't quite work, but I had this idea that while I was listening to you, uh, your podcast, I would I would doodle on which number I thought you were. Oh, <laughs> so, wait. So is that in here? Yes. Yeah, so oh my it's god. Not, it's yeah. So if you if you okay, we're opening it up. Let's see here. Oh, I'm seeing some towards the back here. Let's see. You passed it. I passed it. Oh, well, that's some too. Wait. Oh, this is your doodling. Yeah. These are beautiful. These just look like <laughs> illustrations in the book. <laughs> I thought this was fully just. It's like, wow, this is a fascinating thing for personality types. Uh, very flowery. Okay, wait. So let's see. Oh my God, this these uh, are excellent doodles. Actually, they look almost like fossils or something. So you have me. And, and is this the one you've selected for me? Well, here's the, here was the idea that okay. didn't quite work out. Is that what I thought? Is I would I would switch around. Okay. So. If I thought that you were sounding like a three, I would start doodling in the the area that's the three, right. a three. And then if you said something that maybe, oh, oh no, he's a seven. So I'd flip to that area <laughs> and try to like, oh. so the idea was that um, by the end of listening to that podcast, it would be very clear. Right. Like, like one air, one number would have like way more right. doodles than another area. And it kind of worked out, but I think I have to... Well, I'm going to probably think more on it after today, after okay. talking to you in person, and then listening to more podcasts. <laughs> and because I'm obsessed, I can't, once I start oh, thinking I about this. like what number a person is, I can't stop thinking. Yeah. So about currently, it. the one I found, okay, here's another that has quite a bit, um, which is a person, oh, number one, the yeah. reformer. This has got a significant amount of doodling here and kind of some shading. Okay. So the reformer, and then we saw number seven, which is the enthusiast. Yeah. Which, um, okay, so I'm kind of, as far as I can tell so far, I'm, I'm really looking for answers for my life right now. <laughs> Little do you know, I'm just like, oh, this is finally, we've, we've, this might get me on track for something. Uh, oh, we've got an invest. Oh, and how odd is this? While I'm investigating, yes. I come upon number five. You've doodled, doodled slightly the investigator, yes. number five. Uh, I mean, I think this what, what this says is that I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I'm mm. I, I'm offering a little bit of everything to everyone in my personality, and uh, but of course this is inconclusive. We uh, you're still oh, we're now to another. Now I'm I'm also part number eight has a decent amount of doodling. The challenger. Mm. Okay, what do you identify as? 
So I identify as a six, which is a loyalist. And what does that mean? Other than the obvious. Um, sure. So a couple of things about a six is that we're, um, we run on anxiety, a little bit of a Debbie Downer. Okay. Do you have that friend that's always like, you, you, you mention an idea to them and then they have like a ton of reasons why it won't work. Oh, sure. That sure. might be a six. A very hard worker, <laughs> very dedicated, very loyal, um, kind of paranoid, but then gullible. Um, in any case, that's, those are all sixes. And why is it labeled the loyalist with, uh, you know, the, these other qualities don't really strike me as loyal qualities. As part of loyal. I, yeah, I think the first, I think one of the main things, because a lot of um, different numbers can be anxious and these types of things right. and hard worker. I think one of the main things about a six is that it's perhaps hard to get very close to them. Okay. But then once you're behind that wall... Oh. It's very solid. Right, like, you're trapped. <laughs> you're trapped with that person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I uh, very um, yeah, very loyal, very dedicated to to the the those people. Okay, and how long have you been uh, you know studying all of this? Oh, I've been obsessed with this. Uh, like early two thousands. Oh, so, so for, you're uh, twenty two years into this thing at this point. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that you started on January first, two thousand. <laughs> yeah. Um, a bit, a bit of time. Uh, in and, and what, out. Of what got you into it? A friend of mine just came over and did one of these little salons. Do you do salons? I feel like you do. I've salons. never done a salon. I should do a you salon. Should host us once. You know, we're all right. We've been in this house for two years, and I've had like. Currently, like you and Annalise being here is almost as many people as I've had at one time. Right. I I get so anxious about having people over, Mm-mm-mm. but a salon would be terrific. So you say anxious, and then I think, oh, maybe he's a six. I'm a very six. anxious person. Are you okay? Extremely anxious. Uh, it's not uh. helped by my caffeine consumption, uh, or my career choice, God. Uh, or just anything that I've kind of brought into my life. But uh, yeah, I'm, I maybe I am a loyalist. I'm not. Oh. Well, maybe I am gullible. I don't know. The only mm. way is the only way to find that out is for someone to lie to me, mm. someone to deceive or trick. Well, and I don't feel like, like I get tricked that often. Mm. But I don't know what the other options are. Obviously, you've identified some things. Uh, if you had to guess right now, what would you say I am? If I had to guess now, I'd say seven. That was a that was the one that I was leaning towards most towards the end. The of, enthusiast. The enthusiast. And what yes. does that mean? It's someone who. Um, See, this is why it's difficult because I don't, you're, 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 you don't seem a classic number in any of them. But the reason why I thought of enthusiasts is that you have a wide knowledge base. You seem to know a lot. Of, a, a, you can carry on a conversation with a lot of different people, I feel like, and be able to have a touchstone on something that um, would be interesting to them. Is that, oh, is that, is that, that feels, right? uh, yeah, yeah I'll accept that. I mean, I don't know if it's just, uh, I, I, I would, uh, be careful about saying that I know much of anything mm-hmm. uh, at all. Uh, but I do feel like I'm at least happy to talk about things. I'm curious to hear what people have to say about things. Right. Uh, uh, very few things, very few topics bore me. Mm. So maybe that, maybe that's true. I don't know. The enthusiast. That sounds very seven. Okay. So what's your husband? My husband's a four. A four, which is... Which is an individualist. Oh, and is this kind of a um, a zodiac style thing where it's like personality types can clash, or does any of that matter? I don't think so. I mean, I um, 
you know, with all of these things, it's it's uh, they're all levels. So if someone's a very healthy, any of these numbers, it's going to be easier to get along with that person than an unhealthy version of any of them. What does it mean to be an unhealthy version of that? Um, so for instance, so the, the, the personality or how I think of personality is, is almost the way you first learn to deal with problems. So as a child, what were your first tools that you went to that you um, used a lot? Right. And um, when someone's really maybe not healthy, it's very obvious what those tools are because they they grip them very hard. They're very desperate to use them and it's you can label it very easily. So when someone's very healthy... Um, Yes, they know those tools that that are come easy to them, but they're able to use other tools. Oh, uh, they're okay. able to cope in different ways right. and don't um, don't have to go to like a triggered response to anything. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So. Has has any of this gotten you in trouble with friends or family? Where you're like, <laughs> I think you're an unhealthy investigator, and you just have to admit it to yourself. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do think that a part of uh, a part of the danger of any of this stuff is one using it as, as an excuse for yourself. Like, right. oh my, I can't. I'm such. I'm such a six. I'm so. I'm so anxious. I just couldn't. I couldn't do that. I can't. I'm a six. You know, or labeling someone else and not, uh, you know, putting them in such a tight box. Kind of weaponizing it yeah, in a way. <laughs> definitely, that little bit of knowledge, you know, is so dangerous. Uh, I mean, I, that's how I'm going to use this oh, exclusively good. from now on. Yeah. I'm going to memorize this book and just start pointing out everybody. Just labeling people. Snap labels. <laughs> I'm going to create an online database of everyone I know <laughs> and really lay it out for people. Um, so for me, now I, I have this book. Uh, what is my best path forward with this? I should just read through and see what, uh, reflect on each one and see if it is me or what do I do? Well, there is, a, I, I take it back, there is a kind of a little bit of a workbook aspect to it because at the beginning of each chapter, you can ask yourself, I don't know if it's 10 questions or something, and you can give it a number. Okay. So by the, if you, that's like a quick test. So you go through all nine and you can say, oh, this, you know, this number, I listed all fives, which is the highest. Right. Uh, and then it'll kind of... See, my problem oh. with anything that requires like a between one and five yes. is I overthink and cheat. Where I'm like, oh. I think the system wants this from me. Right. And I think this is what it will... I, I have such a hard time being a blank... Or just like, uh, you know, like almost a stream of consciousness where it's just like, this is the true answer coming straight from my brain. It's like, it has to overcome all of these different walls Ooh. before it gets to... But let's, let me see if I can find one of these and see if I okay. can just like... Oh, great. Okay. Rapid fire answer, and we'll see if we I can discover it. something about my personality. I'll probably uh, uncover some horrible truth, and <laughs> this will just become a really dark episode. Um, let's try the challenge. Oh, I love it. Okay. Should, <clears throat> okay, go ahead. Yes. Let's both answer. Do you want to answer? Sure. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Number one, and you have to answer between, okay, one, not at all true, two, seldom true, three, somewhat true, four, generally true, and five, very true. Number one, I am extremely independent and don't like having to rely on others for what I really need. For me, that's a number five. Uh, a four. Okay, okay. Number two, I feel that you have to break some eggs to make an omelet. I'm going to say two. Yeah, one. Yeah, that's like the idea of causing trouble to yeah. get what you want feels tough to me. Uh, number three, when I care about people, I often be begin to think of them as my people and feel like I need to watch out for their interests. Ooh, I'm going to say four. One. 
people, but I don't, I don't, I don't put, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing about this one that's very untrue for me is I cannot imagine in any universe referring to my friends as my people. My people. That doesn't feel in line with my personality whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I would feel like an enormous dork. Uh, let's do two more. Okay. Number four, I know how to get results. I know how to reward people and how to put pressure on them to get things done. I'm going to say that's, I think that's a two for me. That feels pushy. Yeah, I'm not. And the idea of rewarding people for doing (laughs) things feels bonkers. Okay, you said a one? Yeah. A one, okay. And number five, uh, I do not have much sympathy. (laughs) I do not have much sympathy for those who are weak and vacillating. uh, Or vacillating, excuse me. Weakness just invites trouble. This... I'm saying number one. This is starting to. This person's starting to sound like a psycho to me. Yeah, this is a this is a real low. This and Elise is, <laughs> is laughing. <laughs> what well, Elise? What is why. the situation? I'm Are you? Sorry. <laughs> I'm just mortified. Oh, you're mortified. Is this you? No, I never want to meet this person. Oh, 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 oh. Gotcha. gotcha Annalise gotcha. wants nothing yes, to do with sorry. the challenger. Yeah, we've probably all met a challenger at some point, but this sort of person seems cruel. Uh, yes, at at their worst. Um, cruel at their best a leader like a brave okay, a brave soul right. that puts themselves in front of weaker oh I shouldn't say weaker but people who need help people who need need a, need a champion yeah right yeah I guess I'm looking at these things as probably because I've dealt with unhealthy challenges oh, yes, before maybe. Yes. and I'm like oh that sort of behavior is bad but I guess a a, a healthy challenger you don't even know they're just guiding right. you or maybe the three of us are all excellent challengers, yes. and we just don't know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really no saying. Well, that reveals a little bit about both of our personalities, uh, basically saying that you can bully us into doing whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, if you're a challenger, come into our lives and manipulate us. <laughs> uh, reward, punish. But you know why I wrote so much, so many doodles down at first is that I feel like you're someone, at least on this podcast, that, uh, that you're not afraid of saying a controversial thought, though. <laughs> you think right? so? Oh, d- Opinions, uh, for sure. Okay, I, I, I no? suppose that's true. Wait, did you doodle on the challenger? I did. Somewhere I didn't even there. notice that. Oh, There's, you did doodle. I did. Interesting. And again, I didn't even notice it because it looks like illustrations within the book. Aww. You need to become a, an illustrator for personality <laughs> test books. Ooh, is that a job? Oh. It is now. It oh, I would love to. You should get your own special edition of this book. Okay. Have a little forward in the beginning. I'll do a blurb on the back. Oh, I love it. This I is going like to happen. <laughs> that feels like a sellable item. Yes. Um, okay, so you think I am partially a challenger. Well, Interesting. This, well, do you... F- uh, see, that, this is my problem. I can't stop. Do you find it easy to say what it is that you think and back up your opinion? Uh, I will say on the on a podcast yes. that I host, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. In, yes. uh, in my day-to-day interactions, yeah. at work, that sort of thing, a much different situation. Oh, okay. I, I feel like uh, on a podcast, this is my job. <laughs> so I'm like, if I'm not doing this, what am I doing? Right. But then when I'm around other people, I'm very careful about other people's feelings and like wanting everyone to be happy, probably to a fault at times. Oh, okay. Uh, so what, what, what are we saying here? Is it, uh, do I need to transfer my, per, my podcast personality into my real life and suddenly I'm making millions of dollars a year? I'm a titan of industry. And Perhaps Bridger. People say Bridger's a challenger. Every, we know it. He's a <laughs> lion. Is laughing again. I'm <laughs> 
sorry. I don't know if this is part of the podcast for me to comment every time Annalise laughs, but I just think this is the thrill, and I'll say it a billion times of recording a podcast in person. Getting to comment on a shared reality. Oh, right. Oh, there's nothing I like more. I'm I'm so tired of Zoom. Oh Uh, my God. So when someone comes to the backyard, I think, oh, reality exists. And the listener better be thrilled. They better be thrilled yes. with an in-person Otherwise, recording. Otherwise, you will... I'll find them, and I will add them to my eggs, database yes. where I will uh, track down their personality and shame them. Yeah. So just be aware of that, listener. Okay, so you're a number four. I'm a, I'm a six, and my oh, husband's a six. four. Oh, six. Your husband's yes. a four. That's right. And I'm all over the place. Yes. I can't be counted on. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm just like... You're an onion. We need to peel. <laughs> what is at the root? Someone get me a new therapist. <laughs> Uh, well, this is fascinating. I can't, I really can't wait to find out. Oh, and uh, this is just changing to a page on six that says daring to follow your heart. And it's, uh, I think that's good advice that we need to dare to follow our heart. And it gives you some prompts and things like this. Uh, Do you still go back to this book on occasion? I do. I love it. And you know, it's actually really great for writers and it's really great for actors as well. Oh, I bet. How do you use it as an actor? Um, well, for an actor, sometimes for me, it's helpful for me to know what I think that character's number is. Right. If, it, if it's the same as mine, if it's different than mine and I can read more about them, you can find little nooks and crannies that might not be so obvious to, right. you know, for, for myself, uh-huh. of their thought patterns or why they're motivated to do certain things. Oh, that's great. And then for writing, I find it's really interesting in a way to keep your characters separate. Because sometimes your characters kind of will start to bleed a Absolutely little bit. Absolutely blur together and yeah. kind of just have different names. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'll just be like a swamp of characteristics. Right. Yes, I know that feeling very well. And so I like this because you can kind of try to keep their motivations very separate and wide. You know. Right. Uh, has, somebody should uh, do a show that's just all nine personality types. Each character is one of the is one of the personality types. Yeah, and I think you're the leader of the group. You're kind of. Uh, I think we're we're developing a show this in the moment it. here. This is again the this thrill of being in person. <laughs> we are working it out. We will be pitching to NBC <laughs> next week. Look out this fall on NBC. The personalities. Yes, it's just, I mean that that name right there. Yeah, I'm I intrigued. <laughs> I'm clicking on that. Well, I mean, if nothing else, I like to throw an idea out on this podcast, not do any of the work on it, wait for someone else to do it, and then sue. That feels like an easier way to money to me. Just yeah. throw the idea out there, have the audio recording, and then, Improve, you know. you like, wait a minute, six months from now, the personality, CBS, what? Uh, I will own the Stellan. Tiffany Network. Oh, boy. Well, this is so exciting. Um, I can't wait to give this a shot. And I'm also just thrilled with your illustrations. Oh, so, great. Uh, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to share some of those on Instagram. Sure. People need to see. We've got to get your illustrating career off the ground. That's uh, something else you should be doing. And, uh, and then, of course, in addition to the work of our television show, The Personalities, this fall, maybe on ABC. Okay. Let's uh, hit all of them. Yeah, we've Let's got to go, we've got to, go to all already. four, the big four. PBS. We can't leave PBS oh, out. PBS. We could develop kind of a show for PBS where no one makes any money and uh, the show is forgotten. Yes. That feels right. This bo- The front of this cover looks very PBS to me. It, it kind of does. It's, it has a little Bob Ross yeah, vibe to it Yeah, soothing and uh, you know you're going to be nurtured by whatever happens inside it. We love PBS. Okay. I think we should play a game. Okay. 
Do you want to play a game called Gift Master or a game called Gift or a Curse? Gift or a Curse. Okay. I need a number between one and ten from you. Nine. Okay, I have to do some light calculating. You can, you have the mic for a moment. Okay. Uh, you can recommend, promote, uh, say hello, uh, diagnose somebody's personality, whatever you want. I'll be right okay. back. Okay. Hello, listeners. I am coming to you live for me, not for you. This is not live for you because you are not here right now. Right now, it's just the three of us, us humble, beautiful brilliant three as we sit in the I'm not really actually promoting anything I just a stream of consciousness unlike Bridger who apparently can't do it I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so you are a challenger uh, maybe a classic just bully a little type. bit maybe just it brought it out of me reading that chapter just awakened the challenger within <laughs> Hopefully the this episode is awoken. Is it is awoken a word? No, is it awoken or awaken? Awakens? Awakened? That can't be right. Woken up. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't sound as important. No. Has uh, you know, sparked the challenger in all of our listeners. And hopefully they're ready to move into the world and kind of take over. Yeah. Uh but right now is the time for the game. This is called Gift or a Curse. I'm gonna name three things. You're gonna tell me if they're a gift. Or a curse, and why? Okay. And there are correct answers, so you could leave my home today uh, in tears. Okay. So just be careful. Okay. Number one, gift or a curse. This is from a listener named Erin, and <laughs> she has suggested gift or a curse: tiny sunglasses. Ooh, curse! Tiny sunglasses <laughs> for what purpose? Oh no no no. No, no, no. That's 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 like you don't even have to uh, uh, check your Marie Kondo book on that one. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Oh yeah. Tiny sunglasses have never. They they're they. I think they have tried to make a comeback and may still be trying to make a comeback in some way. I think in the early thousands, people were wearing the tiny sunglasses. They vanished for a while, and we were all in kind of normal size sunglasses. And now I believe, and this is, you know, uh, people come to me for Trend Watch 2022, of course. <laughs> okay. uh, tiny sunglasses are trying to creep back into the public. And they make everyone look like a pervert. Uh, they make you look strange and weird. And there's nothing normal or flattering about them. You look right. wacky. Just like a wacky person wearing a tiny sunglass. I believe, you know, kind of the Matrix was popularized them. Oh. This kind of thing. I, I'm just saying no to tiny sunglasses. They make you look like a little creep. Mm-hmm. Curse. Okay, so you're off to an excellent start. Okay, number two. This is a little... Uh, this one might... Well, actually, it sounds like it's an explanation in and of itself. The listener, Sarah, has suggested, gift or a curse, king-sized beds that are really just two twin mattresses pushed together. Gift oh, or a that... curse. <sighs> I was going to say curse. Mm-hmm. No, come on. I'm a I'm a romantic at heart. I was going to try to justify that it might be okay because you could, you know, you have your own side of the bed and whatnot. But I'm a cuddler. <laughs> and you, you don't want to be in that little divot. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I hate to be two curses in a row, but I have to go with curse on that. Oh, okay, go. Oh, no. Oh, no. It feels like I, a wrong I, answer. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Bridger, don't do gift. it to me. More people need to know about this. I think, you know, I learned of these a little while ago of this technique 
of forcing two twin beds together to create one large bed. And I absolutely support this. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a convertible of beds. It's the transformer of beds. You've got a king bed. Maybe at some point, you know, divorce. You each get to take half the bed. Um, but what size is the frame? It's a king frame. Well, you, what are you going to saw? Well, saw the frame that in- has to be burned okay. uh, in the divorce. All right. I think that's what should happen in divorces. Uh, everything that can be split without actually breaking it should be given to one side or the other. Everything else should be put in a bonfire. I think that's, uh, I'm willing to launch that business. Uh, let me know if you need uh, the things that neither of you can agree on in the divorce. I'll burn them for you. Uh, in all seriousness? Yes. Wouldn't that actually be a good business? Could that actually work? It probably Couldn't would. It? I feel like it would catch on. I feel like I mean, people, people throw be... axes at a, at a bar. <laughs> right. You know, it feels like the same, like, visceral the... something. You'd bring the things from your and broken relationship kind... and burn them. And some kind of, like, Ugh. I think this is great. I don't know. There might be something. I think that, and, you know, you rent a warehouse space or purchase. Something, right? And you then... decorate it really funky and fun. Right. Alcohol. We send the know. movers to your, <laughs> your home or whatever where the things need to be picked up, then you get in the back with them, they bring you to our warehouse, and you get to burn them. Yeah. That actually feels like it... It feels like it might... Something about that might be There's something there, which again, I will be putting no effort towards. Yes, I'm uh, happy to... Hopefully, like a year down the line, somebody will be pitching that on Shark Tank. I'll pause it and get my lawyer on the line. But yeah, I think the king-size beds that are really just two twin beds gift. uh, I I assume that it's a money-saving technique, which is great. And uh, it's also a fun surprise. You've been sleeping on this king-size bed for months, and then you find out it's two twins. You've been betrayed by your furniture. What a thrill. Okay, finally. Gift or a curse, an unexpected windfall. So just, you know, a bunch of money coming to you. Gift. Why? Oh, you seem like... It's not a wind. It's not a good thing. I'm giving nothing away here. I need to. You're know. giving everything away, Bridger. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do you say? Why do you say gift again? Why? Explain yourself. Um, let's see. Uh, do you like my Bridger voice? I don't know. That's it's great. being developed. It sounds nothing like you. It's kind of it's a jo- like a- uh, Batman villain. Is it? Or something. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, uh, because you know, money you could put it towards uh, things you wa- want to put it towards, okay. and such and such. Ooh, I have to hear what you're thinking. What are you thinking? It's a curse. It's a curse. It's unexpected. And the money, you're not going to know what to do with it. So, you know... I know what to do with it now. That's what everyone thinks. That's what everyone thinks when the unexpected windfall appears in their life. When you say windfall, how much are you talking about? I'm talking $400 million. Unexpected, I understood your meaning. Windfall, (laughs) we were on two different levels. What were you thinking? 25 bucks? No, but I would, you know, in the hundreds of thousands... Okay. Uh, I would it would be lovely and munchy. Uh, Four hundred million. I do. I do. There's like too too much pressure. There are too many people that know about it and are all up in your business. Absolutely a curse. Yeah. Suddenly you've got a target on your back wherever you go. <laughs> You're like all of your bad habits can suddenly be supported with endless money. That's You're true. buying tacky mansions all over America. Um, you know, I think that uh, an unexpected windfall. Well, rather, I know is a curse. And unfortunately, you only got one correct. Oh, no! Yeah. I was, I was 
wasn't careful and I wasn't keeping track. <laughs> you were reckless. You were, I'll say you were absolutely <laughs> reckless. Was. Uh, you were just kind of all over the road on this game. And it's okay. uh, a shame to see it happen, but you gave it your best effort. Now, this is the last part of the podcast. This is called I Said No Emails. People write in to I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. I'm going to be very honest. My listeners are desperate people. <laughs> um, they, they've all got some different situation in their life that they couldn't just solve on their own. I don't know what personality type that is where you just put your burden on strangers or podcast hosts. Um, but uh, would you help me answer a question? Of course. Okay, this says, Hi, Bridger. They don't address you, which I always find extremely rude. Uh, they, the least you could do is a Hi, Bridger and guest. Uh, but uh, look, we'll take what we can get. Uh, and then, of course, and now I feel bad because the first sentence is loving the podcast. What a shame. <laughs> I take it back. I love the way you uh, started this letter, person. Uh, I am 26 years old and just moved to a new city because I went through a quarter-life crisis and needed a fresh start, so I moved across the country, you know, normal stuff. Anyway, I am making new friends who invite me out for happy hour and such, but I still don't know them that well. They invite me for birthday dinners and gatherings, and I was wondering if you could help me with default gifts. Right now, my defaults are candles, wine, mugs or wine glasses, or plants if I know the recipient can take care of them. What are some suggestions you have for me to add to this default gift collection? Thank you. That's from Claire, and she's uh, apparently now in New Orleans. So I don't know where, maybe she was in Arizona before. We'll assume Arizona. Claire, formerly of Arizona, now of New Orleans, is meeting new people and apparently giving a lot of gifts away, uh, which feels like she's coming on very strong. <laughs> Claire, I feel like, uh, I don't know, I, by the time I've read this letter, you may have completely alienated yourself from all of New Orleans by begging them to be your friend with candles, wine, wine glasses, that mugs. A, that was a lot, that was a long list. Yeah. That and was she a, said birthdays. Right. So how many birthday? Because I do know that when you're when a birthday party makes sense to bring a gift, right? But how many birth? How many people had birthdays in the time that she was there? Right. She can, and then it seems like this is all pretty new, and suddenly she knows enough people that she's multiple going to birthdays. Birthdays where she feels close enough to bring gifts. Um, Claire seems dangerous to me. Claire seems like a. I mean, we've we've had drifters right into this podcast before. <laughs> Um, but Claire is textbook. Like she was in Arizona. She had to get out fast. Um, is the dry heat. Yeah. The dry heat drove her, drove her out of her mind and she fled to the big easy. And there she started every person she met. She basically was carrying Santa's bag around with her. Mm -hmm. uh, and mugs are heavy. Mugs are extremely heavy. Fragile. She probably had broken wine glasses in this bag. Mm. Uh, she's dangerous. Uh, I've already said that, but now she's, I, I guess, also physically dangerous with this broken glass, uh, dead plants, etc. But what's something? She, what's something else she can throw in her bag if she, if by the small chance that she isn't person non grata in New Orleans? Fancy soap. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like bar soap. Uh, bottled soap, powder. Do they make powdered there soap? There is a, and I don't, I don't know, and I wish I knew the name because then I could, maybe they'll give me something free for mentioning them. But right next to the Voskuch is <laughs> a fancy soap place that has a bottled soap for $40. Oh, it's a place like across the street? Yeah. What is that place yeah, called? Yeah, what is that place called? It's something. Does it start with an R? No. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I would love to know. We, we've got to name it. Uh, fancy. They sell like colognes, perfumes, yes. scents, and they'll like mix it there for you. Is that you what You can, happens? yes. Oh. You can get custom. $40 for a bottle of soap? How big's the bottle? I think it's a normal-sized bottle. <laughs> that is so expensive. Isn't it? I mean, but again, Claire didn't set a, a, um, a budget. And right. And can, I've heard of some candles. I don't know what kind of candle buyer Claire is, but can get very expensive. You ever heard these crazy prices for these? People are spending hundreds of dollars yeah, on right? candles. On a point. candle. And I don't, I do think I don't this understand is a, it. Do you actually, think this is an that. Emperor's New Clothes situation where yeah. it's like, like what? we're imagining it's better than the Yankee candle or what have you? Yeah. But it's How could ultimately. It be? Right. I, I guess, I'm sure they smell nice, but. What price do we put on our scents? I think that's the big question today. And uh, hundreds of dollars for a candle, $40 for a bottle of soap feels unfair. Yeah. I will say that place that you go to or that uh, you, you suggest the soap, you can go and get like a sample bottle for cheaper. Oh, It's like, it's probably trick. an ounce for $20. Right. Oh, okay, that can't possibly be true. That, uh, Is that not, not true? Now, this has just become kind of a disinformation <laughs> podcast. I'm, I'm kind of the Joe Rogan of sense at this point. I'm just spreading lies <laughs> about... It's not Aesop, isn't it? Not oh, it is. A, oh, no, is, is it? it? Yes. That is it, I think. Aesop is the place with the... Yes. They used to have uh, bu- like hand stuff you outside the store even that you could use. It's those beautiful kind of medicinal bottles. Yes. And they have a, uh, a sink inside where you can oh, wash your hands. I to, love that. To practice. Um, Aesop. That's Aesop, an excellent yes. uh, new Very close to our. gift to uh, give people. Uh, photos of yourself. That's a nice thing for a new friend in case they forget with your name on it. Like a little, um, <laughs> that's a decent default gift. Everyone loves a live animal. Um, <laughs> you know, just take around like kind of a pack of dogs that you can give to strangers as you meet them. These all feel like easy, doable default gifts um, that as a new person from New Orleans are going to help you ease your way into the city. Everyone loves a beignet. That's, you know, kind of a New Orleans-type snack. Maybe have one of those in your purse to give away. Um, but that all feels right for... And forgive me, listener, what was your name? Claire? Claire. Was it Claire? Claire from Arizona, now of New Orleans. Um, I think we've answered her question perfectly. I mean... Yes. Again, we don't know if Claire is alive or dead at this point. Uh, she obviously lives kind of a wild life. And she's probably got a lot of enemies. Um, but at least now she has a few extra suggestions as far as giving things away. I was at a place uh, in Palm Springs recently. We went in. They said you could. They would let you. They would uh, like use your hand scrub or whatever. They had a sink. The woman there could not have been more on cocaine. I mean, I've never seen anything like this before. It was the retail employee from another dimension. She. and she wanted, desperate for us to buy that body scrub, but I think it was more the drugs speaking. Uh, she had a very cocaine outfit, all white, <laughs> and uh, did de- give me a decent hand scrub, but ultimately it was a jarring experience. So I just want uh, people to be aware of that. She actually scrubbed your hands? Scrubbed my hands. Oh, huh. Coke surging through her body. And then we left without buying it, of course. I'm, I'm not buying the hand scrub. I just wanted my hands to be scrubbed. <laughs> Uh, it was it was a fascinating experience. So anytime somebody offers a free hand scrub, 
I say take them up on it. You never know where uh, where the road will lead once mm. you agree to a free hand scrub. Keiko, we answered Claire's question perfectly. I'm sure she's satisfied or dead. Satisfied? <laughs> Wanted, satisfied, or dead. Um, look, this is the end of the podcast. I now have my personality test. This is probably going to send me into a spiral that will last for 20 years of me trying to discover who I am. Ooh. I hope that you'll uh, continue to um, kind of hypothesize about what I am. And yes. If you, if you come to any more conclusions, I, I need to hear them. And meanwhile, I'll be trying, I'll be searching for my own answers. I'm so thrilled. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. What a wonderful time. This is great. Now, listener, again, uh, you know, this is usually the end of the podcast where we stop talking to the guest and you listen to me for a few seconds and then you select some other audio or finally, like, let go of the steering wheel you've been gripping for the last hour and go into work. Um, so, now I'm just going to send you on your way. I hope you have a terrific day and I hope you tune in again soon. If you don't, we're going to lose touch and then I'm going to be the distant aunt that we uh, talked about earlier in this podcast and that's the last thing I want to be to you. Have a wonderful day. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by John Bradley. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? Now make sure to listen, follow, and most importantly, leave a heartfelt review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts Your presence is present enough And I already had too much stuff So how do you dare disobey me? Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!